Hello and welcome to the Jordan Hack 2004 podcast. This is Gonzo. And this is Steve. Steve, how's it going? It's good, man. It's we, good. I haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah. Uh, how have you been? Good. We uh, we took the kids to Disney. We did like a joint vacation with the Prus. It was like really cool to like see the Prus. I love the Prus. And I love the Pastorini, so <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. It was a double P vacation. <laughs> I love that you guys thought of me while you're down there to send me that picture of that like super fat guy with a cell phone in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about like John and I were talking about something and he's like, my phone, my it's like, I almost have no pictures of my kids. They're all memes that I have on there to send. It's just like, I have one of somebody taking a selfie in front of a mirror, but they're not holding their phone in their hands. They're just doing two peace signs and their their phone is in their butt crack. And I'm like, just send that to Steve right now. It's like, don't say anything. I think my, my response was just like, you should add him as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sure he's a good time. <laughs> uh, no, but we had a good time. It was good to see those guys. I really, I don't know. I don't want to blow up their like big news or whatever. They're moving back to Salt Lake. So they're leaving St. George, moving back up here. It's so. awesome. When? I think in the next couple of weeks. Cool. John and Amy, uh, send us a voice memo if, if you want help. I'll <laughs> yeah. be there. Or just text me. So, no, yeah, it was really good to see them. Uh, the kids loved Disney. They had a ton of fun. You know, it was like, it was a long, it's it, you come back from vacation feeling more tired. <laughs> yeah. When you had like a fun experience coming home, didn't you? Oh yeah. So like on their drive back, our car just like the dash starts blinking weird and the car just dies and we are stranded like on the side of the freeway for an hour. We call for a tow truck, but we have like a week's worth of luggage because we've been on vacation in the van. And we have our kids with us. They we, we can't fit in our tow truck. But luckily, it was like 30 minutes away from home. We called Bonnie's parents, and they came and rescued us. So we, like, switched to another vehicle, unloaded all our stuff. And we kind of ditched our van in the freeway. And, like, the tow truck's like, yeah, I'll come pick it up. Like, just I'll call you when I'm there. He ends up, this is like a, I think we left at, like, 1. We left our vehicle around, like, like 1, one thirty. And the dude calls us at four. That's when he picked it up. It's like, oh my gosh, we could have been there sitting on the side of the freeway like for hours. And the thing is like, so we have our kids in the van and it's kind of scary because you're sitting there on the side of the freeway and semis are like just whizzing by you and they like shaking the vehicle. And we're like, oh my gosh, you think like you see that we have our hazards on. You think you'd like move a little bit, like give us a little space. It was kind of scary. So I don't know. Our van's probably all busted up. <laughs> it's like we already spent all this money on Disney, and now we're gonna spend a ton of money like cherry on top. fixing the van. Yeah, but no, but we had a good time. I'm happy we did it. I'd do it again. Yeah, in like a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like you guys had fun. I'm glad you got to do that. And I yeah. think and Ollie was really good. Like we were, we were stressed out because we're like, is he gonna get overstimulated? Is he gonna be like? Yeah, obviously he's three year old, and any three year old would have been tough. But I think he even did better than you would expect. Us, he was being really good. Like I was holding him in the lines, and he wasn't like fighting me or wiggling. He was just like cuddling with me, and we're just stood in line forever. It was, uh, but it it was good. He was a good boy, and he had a fun time. It's like we did the World of Color uh, in California Adventure, where like the fountains are like displaying lights, and the it's a water show. And he was like loving that and like making all these like noises, like, so, like getting all excited. Uh, Amy's like, <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, I loved Oliver's like noises of pure joy. And we're like, yeah, he was making the noises that all of us wanted to make, but are too embarrassed. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, to like seem like, cause they look so awesome, but you're like holding in your excitement. You're like, yeah, that's no big deal. <laughs> and he's like, that's just so loving funny. it. <laughs> Man, I want to go. Next year we'll go. All right. That's funny. Amy, send a voice memo in of you making those noises. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do we have on tonight? Tonight we have Chad Hillier. And uh, he's been called out by a couple people. Christina 
and Duper when he was here, which is funny because Duper came on because Chad told him to come on even when he hadn't even been on himself. Yeah, we mess we were messing messaging each other like last July, and he's like, "Hey, I like the podcast," and then he's like, "I want to do a podcast," and like telling me about his ideas for one, and then I'm like, "Okay, yeah, come on." And then he just, like, never replied to that. Okay. But then, like, after Duper came on, I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it for reals. I'm like, okay, come on. It's like, thank goodness for peer pressure, you know? It's I know. It's like, we'd have no guests if it wasn't for peer pressure. <laughs> no, so he's going to come over. He's going to be here in person, and it's going to be awesome. Right, exactly. I really look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so here's our conversation with Chad Hillier. Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, and it's in person. It's my, my favorite way to do it. So I appreciate it. We've been having more of these. Yeah? How many is that now? Oh, like four or five, I think, that we've awesome. had in person. Maybe it's more. just like nice that I can say this and look right into your eyeballs. Right. It's like the best. <laughs> That's great. Duper was one of them, right? Yeah. Duper yeah. came here. Yeah. So Duper, Elena, uh, BJ. Josue. Uh, Josue was live. Gus was Bonnie live. was live. Yeah, obviously Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, we've had a few. And anyone, anyone that wants to come over is more than welcome. That's awesome. No, I appreciate it. I, I, I struggle with that. I kept thinking, oh, we're going to do this call, and like, it's just going to be awkward, and I'd rather just, like I said, look you in the face and see who you guys are. I know you said that. It's a, you, and and I, I also feel it, too, that it's a different... Um, um, it's a different feeling when you're in the room together. So Fine. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. You can find out how fake we really are. It's all facade. Or how real. I think it's great. Yeah, very good. But, Chad, so, like, tell us, catch us up a little bit. What's been, tell us about your life after high school. All uphill and downhill at the same time. Is what right. it feels like. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I don't, I don't remember a lot of, high school in general. I know we'll get into that, but I think about it since then. And, you know, it's just been crazy. It was, it was, you know, after school was a mission and, and so on. Um, but I don't know, there's a million things that have happened. And, and as I've listened to the podcast so far, it's been interesting because everybody, I swear it tells the same story, <laughs> but it's amazing because I felt just like that with most of them. Um, and I'll say that something that I remember and that I've tried to do in my own life is make solid connections. I hate elevator talk. I don't want to know. I mean, I love the weather, but I don't want to talk about it for two seconds and say, bye. Right. I, I want to know people. And so for me, you know, after, you know, after school, sort of mission for the LDS church, um, in Carlsbad, California. Um, and I wanted to go somewhere crazy that, you know, I'd have to like live on a dirt floor and end up getting picked up in a brand new Porsche Cayenne and going, uh, this doesn't seem like a mission. What am I, <laughs> what am I doing? You know, but it was beautiful. It was 70 degrees and spent a lot of time in, uh, Laguna Niguel and Laguna Beach area and things like that. So it was just a beautiful spot. And then, uh, those people need Jesus too. Yeah, they do. All right. They didn't talk to you, but that was great. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> so, good weather. <laughs> this is nice outside. It's like slam the door. All right. Well, it's 70 degrees. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, but no, it was amazing. Amazing place. And, um, you know, and then after that, I actually came home, um, and did, uh, commercial plumbing with my brother-in-law. Um, and I, I love him, but I hated every second of it. It was a nightmare freezing, like, commercial basements and you know just i could never feel my i hate the cold so it just oh it's terrible uh are so you getting ptsd right now i am actually yeah that air i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna freeze to death no it, oh it's terrible so i went to pack up my jeep and uh drove back out to california and started a company out there and did a few things and ended up coming back um and just seemed like all my family's here and everybody was out this way and i don't know you guys i think you're both in sandy area ish right for school there, where did you, where you wish Jordan or Sandy, Sandy, right? Sandy, yeah. Sandy, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. So, you know, in Sandy, I feel like once you're there, it's really hard to leave. It's, you, you want to go back at some point. It's just close to everything. You're just right in the middle of everything. But so moved back, got married, um, had a little girl, Cadence is her name. She's nine now. Um, and then, uh, had some struggles, had a few things, you know, going on in life. And, uh, so, uh, ended up getting divorced and I just had my daughter for a little bit by myself and, um, and then, uh, like full-time dad, pretty much, uh, yeah. you know, mom was in and out and, and, and I, I want to preface with that to say just, she's amazing. She, she's a great person. Um, I don't want to mention names, even though people may know who it is and, and maybe it'll come up in other places, but you know, she, she is a great person. I think 
just got lost and had some other things just like all of us and, you know, had some, some things happen to her. And, and so, uh, Cadence and I just, you know, did her thing and I love, you know, I love being a dad. So it was, it was amazing. But, um, after that, uh, I actually planning to go to med school. Um, and, um, then with just me and Cadence, there was just no way that was going to happen. So I started doing some other things career wise. Um, I got married again. My wife, Courtney is amazing. She's just an amazing human that no one can match. I mean, everybody probably said that right about their spouses or else, you know, especially if they're listening, they might get you. But, um, <laughs> but no, she, she's incredible and probably I would contribute to like all my success in life and just, just very, very grateful for her. Yeah. And awesome. now you're like a big time entrepreneur, right? You've got like, <laughs> I don't know if I your finger in like a, mil- a million pies. <laughs> well, uh, there's, there's a lot of things going on for sure, but, um, yeah, I think that just came out of discipline, man. That just, <laughs> you know, and, and not luck, but I, I don't know. My mom would always say, fake until you make it. And then you get older and you hear these like podcasts of, you know, people, not like you guys, because you guys are like, we're amazing, still faking it. But, yeah. you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they tell you? They're like, oh, you, you don't fake until you make it, you do this. And then it's like, I've been in so many situations where like I've got uh, an interventional cardiologist and the cardiothoracic surgeon that both work for me. And yet I walk in and they're talking all this stuff, all these things. I'm going, I don't know what you're talking about, but we're going to find a way to make money. So great. You know, but you, you just learn, you just adapt, you know? So I think a lot of times it felt like it was being a jack of all trades, but, but never master of, of one ever. But, yeah. But um, you get to be a jack of all trades. That gets <laughs> yeah. me all over the place. That's, That's awesome. like being jack. That's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still a car. So, in fact, these mugs that, that I brought for you, um, the Senior Life Management was actually my, one of my first companies. Um, I'd probably say, I don't know if I say it's my first real company because I had some, one before. I had one called Medical Massage when I was in California. Uh, and then I started Senior Life Management later on. Um, this episode brought to you by Senior Life Management and Advanced Vein Vascular Centers. <laughs> That's perfect. You sent me an invoice like, hey, for a time <laughs> Zero dollars. <laughs> I did a good things you told one time and they were like, That's sixteen hundred bucks. I was like, Oh, okay. That's that part, thanks. Oh, so you have to pay good things, Utah? That's how they usually do. That's part of their marketing. Oh. Edit this out, uh, sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go backwards on this one. Yes. So, <laughs> got some sponsors. That's why we love these in-person interviews. Yeah. <laughs> I got paid before I got the door. Can I get your card reader for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you want us to release this? You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So no, there, there's a time, but these things were. I don't know. I found that the the normal path of school just did not click. I mean, I know both of you guys have amazing careers and, and that stemmed from school, but I just, I, I don't know. I know we're going to talk about everything in school. I was terrible. I was terrible at school until I got to college and I loved it, but I couldn't do that. It's just not where my life was able to take me. So it was learn on the spot and Google scholarship all the way and YouTube. And yeah, well, the thing I think now we've learned that in, in today's economy, the universities still have not caught up with the current today's business economy. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people like I've talked to people that work in tech, especially they're like the smartest guys in the room. They usually don't have like Lee, right? Lee, yeah. Lee, 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 Lee said one, that right? exactly. Yeah. 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 He, and I mean, I found that to be true. It's like people are finding ways, you know, using the internet, using, you know, the new networking um, to, to be entrepreneurial and to like find an alternative route to, to success apart from the traditional, like, Hey, you, you get a four year degree, you go work at a company and then you get a pension, you know, it's just like, that's just not the, going to be the reality in today's like landscape. Well, if you do, you end up, I don't know, this could be wrong. It's probably different for dentistry. Maybe right. Cause you're a dentist, right? Yeah. If I mean, I've seen other you know practitioners that they see a patient and then walk out and they, they pull up something on their phone and they're googling you know different things and it could be not that you're we don't that do way. that at Western yeah. Dental that's not sponsored Western Dental the doctor is like hold on one second let me like try and diagnose them online <laughs> like Google what is wrong with this well, guy? That, <laughs> that looks just like the rational yeah. yeah. yes. but but a lot of times it's, it's stuff that they you know a patient comes in and says hey this is what I have. And you're going, mm, I don't know about that. But then you have to look up a drug that they're asking for or whatever. And so okay. I think that a lot of times 
a lot of people fake it till you make it. It's just if you can get that base knowledge and again, accounting, right? You, you've got to be able to get the basic terminology. I mean, more and more, I never had that background. So when I sit down in, in some of the meetings that I do, uh, it stuff's bouncing off me. I'm going, wait a second, what do you want with one cap? What do you want with this? What is, what's MAA? What are we doing here? And, and I have to catch up and then I have to just jump in and learn, figure it out. Yeah. One thing like Gonzo was saying and what you're, what you're saying is just it, if you don't know what you want to do, it's like, going to school and spending thousands of dollars just to take classes, it like doesn't really make sense. And I think like what Gonzo said, you have, you have certain careers where it's like, if I wanted to be a dentist and get a license, I have to go to school and I have to get a very specific education. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we live in a day and age where everything is so connected and business owners, hopefully they're evolving. And it's like, you see opportunity and it's like, I don't really care if you have on paper, this education, but it's like, if you can be an asset to my company and you can help bring in and make changes, yeah. I don't care if you have like those letters by your name. Right. Right. You know? Well, if you can, if you can build that credibility basically, right. Yes. It, because I remember one of the first companies that I worked for got in, started digging in and, and they kept saying, Oh, you're really good at marketing. You're going to talk to people. And then I got a promotion. And then at one point, one of my supervisors said to me, I'm going to do something for you that will probably change the course of your career, but you probably don't even understand why. And they made me the director of business development. And I was like 23. Like I was a young kid. Everybody on the board was over 40, had no idea what I was doing besides that I was just good at marketing. And and then that Stanford and I just kept going. And the next couple of companies that I worked for, even to the last one before I started senior life management, I guess I was the director of operations over 15 assisted livings. And in those positions, you have to have those degrees. You have to have certain things that they want you to do. Um, and, and usually years of experience in it. My experience was just, I could network like crazy and bring people together and would go in and fix stuff. And it just played out for me, but it's, I don't think it's a normal thing if you don't have the discipline to make it happen. That's awesome. So very cool. So Chad, tell us a little bit about high school chat. Who were you when you were in high school? That's a better question for you guys. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I struggle with it. I know I got, I got called out twice, I guess. Yeah. So Christina well, was you one. Christina called other people out. out though. Yeah. Right. I, and Duper. And Duper. So, you know, they're great. Cause I, Duper and I still connect. We, we still, you know, hang out and talk and, and, and then Christina, same thing. Uh, honestly, they're people that, I mean, I talked to them forever and then we talk and we're right back where we were. Yeah. You know? And so, and I love those, those relationships. Um, and yeah, them calling me out was pretty funny. I thought that was, that was great, but, um, I don't know. High school chat was, uh, I think lost like everybody else. I think there was definitely a, uh, I don't know if it was at times I think there were some prideful things that maybe I wanted to be more than I was. You guys may not know this about me, but I actually have, my eyes are two different colors. So I've got one that's blue and one that's green. Um, Oh, I can see it. Yeah. It's because I had a cornea transplant when I was a baby. And so they, uh, I have a donor eye, my right eye, um, but I had no depth perception. So I always wanted to play sports. I always wanted to do things, but I couldn't do it. I can't like, I mean, I did football. I did basketball. I did a couple of things, but it just didn't work for me. So I struggled. So can out. you see that you can see out of it, but mm-hmm. you just don't have depth perception. Yeah. I can see it. basically like five fingers on, on the right side, but then no clarity. There's just no detail. You know, so they basically, my, my mom, when I was a baby, about three months old, she noticed there was a cloud in my eye. And by the time they saw it, they just said, yeah, no, the, that, that, you know, the, the cataract, um, had told my brain that the eye wasn't there. And so I just don't have any vision out of it. So I've had a dozen different guys look at it and go, nope, they can't do anything. You know, so that, that threw me off, I think a lot in school and I was wanted to do things plus I don't know if you remember, but I was super scrawny. Uh, I was tiny. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I remember. You just being like very skinny. Mm-hmm. Were you blonde? Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, because you're coming in, and I I seen pictures of you on Facebook, but it took me a, a while to connect, mm-hmm. like who you are now, like this muscly dude, oh, no. like the big old huge burly beard, beard <laughs> and then like with the super skinny guy and and like with blonde hair, because now you've got a big gray beard mm-hmm. um, in high school. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember you as being his beard is not gray. No, no. Oh, that's sorry, gray. I meant brown. Sorry, <laughs> one hair. That's yeah, gray. yeah. I almost did. A, I almost did a touch of gray before. No, I like, just I for slipped. that. <laughs> just for men, you can't even tell. No, I, I, I've been thinking about it. So okay, funny thing, but I have a gray like swoop right here. Yeah, um, and it was burned off in a jeep accident. Um, I caught the whole side of my face on fire and oh, wow. took that off and it just barely started coming back. So the gray, I'm trying. I want that salt and pepper. <laughs> it's coming. No, but so I meant to say brown beer. A big brown beer. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No, I was, uh, I had always been super skinny just forever. You know, so it wasn't until, uh, I actually had my shoulder done. I had a bank guard repair, um, and I had my knee done, but at the same time I had my shoulder done. I kept dislocating my shoulders. Um, could never figure out what the deal was. Um, so I put them back in myself and uh, it was awful. And, and finally I, I was in a motorcycle accident on this one, um, had it redone. One of the hospital had pancreatitis left at like, I think it was 133 pounds. I'm six two and it was just a mess. And so started doing rehab. Um, and then from there, five years from that point at the ending point, it was 215 pounds, um, and about 6% body fat. Um, but it took me five years to do it, you know, and then the last year has been a little bit rough on me with the work and everything going on. So I've been in the gym lately. So are you going like five, six days a week? I, I pretty much would go every day. Um, but I just super meticulous and tons and tons of food. I yeah. ate just probably around eight to 10,000 calories a day. And I wake up, I actually still have an, an issue where I wake up at like 11, 12 o'clock and I eat a spoonful of peanut butter. <laughs> And, and so I'm like, I got to stop that. I, so if I'm not like working the out, protein? Yeah, yeah. But I used, to, I used to wake up at usually 11 and 2 and have a full meal. Um, and I get before, prep my food, go to the gym, do everything. Um, and that's the only way I could do it. Like if I if I ate less than 3,600 calories, I wouldn't gain weight. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to eat. You like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And now I just don't go at all. <laughs> but I'm going to try to start going again after Disneyland. Yeah. Well, well, you're going to get your 10,000 calories there. Anyway. <laughs> I, I will. Yeah. Totally the same, right? Totally the same yeah. clean food. It's the yeah. same. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Churros. I mean, yeah. it's, it's happy food. It is. <laughs> so, you're talking about this. What What are some of the ways that you would describe yourself? In school? In, yeah. In Can you school put yourself like back in Chad, in 16-year-old Chad's shoes? Yeah. Oh, man. The reason it's hard is just because... I felt like a loner and yet I always had friends. I always had people and I've heard a dozen other people on this show. I mean, I think James was one too, James Johnson, right? Yeah. I was friends with with all those guys and I know Christine was really close with you guys. I don't remember, and and I will say this is a struggle for me. I don't remember high school very well at all. In fact, sometimes I'm like, maybe I repressed it because people made fun of me as a skinny kid. I don't know, but I don't remember not having friends. I always felt like anybody I talked to was nice and, and if I had a problem, it was just what it was and but I don't I don't remember much past that to be honest. So I'm I'm interested to see if I'm gonna get some beef comments here, especially getting called oh, out, but I don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you were skinny. You tried to do sports, but or like you said, you tried but it just didn't um, yeah. work out because of your eye. Yeah. And what are some things that you did like to do? Yeah. Uh I loved uh ditching school with Christina and just going to dig around up the mountains or, or doing whatever. That was always fun. And then actually my dad and I had horses, random story of my, my sister wanting a pony, you know, like every little kid and us having zero money for that at all. But somehow he pulled it off. He's actually a hostess truck driver. So we just never really had anything, but somehow we got this pony, uh, not trained at all. It was a nightmare. Ended up kicking him. We got rid of the horse. Uh, and, oh, my and oh, that's terrible. Right. So then we, end up getting another one uh, just because the I my dad would clean stalls I clean stalls we do stuff all the time uh, actually on uh, what is that N- just above seventh east and ninetieth if you go up before Quarry Bend on the right hand side would be almost the west side there should be a stable right there um, where there's a church now now there's churches there there um, but that was all a stable with with horses and everything that's where I grew <laughs> up cleaning out stalls and doing stuff and so um, I had a very uh, amazing childhood and, and in school I did the same stuff so oh, that's awesome very yeah. different hmm. just always had good friends so i don't know I, I i don't know if i can speak more to to some of that stuff but i do remember though it was like in different periods i was seen to have a girlfriend and then a girlfriend at other school i had a girlfriend alta for a minute but I, again i always felt like such a nerd but at the same time 
I still have friends wherever I went. Is that for real? I've always thought that was kind of like when people say they have a girlfriend that lives in Canada or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a girlfriend. She goes to West Jordan High School. Yeah. I think that's because I didn't go to school enough. She's super hot. <laughs> well, if you your see dad. The Napoleon? Or yeah. it's like pulls out the folded picture from the magazine. Like well, if you have kids and you've seen Hotel Transylvania, it's like the guy that's like, he's you know, transparent. The invisible it's guy? Like invisible. Yeah. Like, he's always talking about his girlfriend. He doesn't really have a girlfriend. She's invisible, guys. <laughs> just, <you> know. <laughs> no. But no, I, I remember too in school there's there's a couple girls that I did a great great girls, but I think same thing, I just didn't know who I was. So I I, I actually thought about this before, before I left that it's one of those things that you you want to apologize to all to anybody. Anybody that you've had wrong with that is just it's just kind of a, a weird thing. You grow up and all of a sudden you're not focused on you and where you're at and all and you're going, Oh my gosh, there's other people out in the world and I should actually be nice to other people. <laughs> but it sounds yeah. like or at least you feel like you were a pretty confident kid. I think so. I mean I mean so I have a I have a coaching company is one of my companies right now, but the the guy that I started with uh, he was my bishop all growing up and he would always say, Oh Chad, you're the you're the chaser of shiny things and you're a leader. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, that's really <laughs> weird. You know, but then even in school, you take the test and stuff, it'd be like, oh, you're, you're a leader. You're this. I wasn't. Are you kidding me? I didn't know. I, I didn't know how to lead anybody else. I mean, I would sit in, and again, with the, the background of an LDS background, I'd sit in, in, you know, primary and I'd say, here's your, what are your talents? And I go, I have no clue. I don't have any talents. I can't see. Like, I'm not coordinated. I'm, I'm 90 pounds. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't think I had any talents, but it came back to people, uh, you know, later on. But that took, again, that took a lot of time. So now in contrast, who are you now? Who would you say you are now? How do you describe yourself today? Gosh, old man, old gray beard man. <laughs> that big old gray beard. Big old gray beard just, now I have know. to leave that. Yeah, yeah, it would make sense if it's like if I didn't make the mistake. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's awesome. I like it. So we could all. Yeah, don't cut anything out. It's all okay. real. Okay, all, yeah. it's all gold. Um, oh man, so now, so I'll be honest. I'm actually in a spot as of right now today that I feel a little bit lost. And, and not in a way of a kid just getting out of school or getting back from a mission or, or at this, this next juncture. Um, I have a beautiful family. I, I have, I have a boy that's, it's a year and a half, beautiful wife. My daughter's nine. She's doing all these fun things. And, and those things are the most important to me. But I'm not an amazing entrepreneur, crazy guy over the place, but I do, I would say something that, that truly does make me happy in business. Um, it's a strange thing. But to have those interactions with people, I believe heavily in like micro disciplines and macro disciplines. The more micro disciplines that you have that you engage every single day puts you into a macro or a flow state that you can just get out and get stuff done. And that's, that's where I feel like my talent jumps in because those talents that are there, otherwise I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing today. And then all of a sudden they kick in and, and I can go full force on, on stuff. And so, um, I really, really enjoy the companies that, that I have and that I've worked with. And, and, you know, we talked about a practice that I'm, I'm purchasing, but right now I've got uh, an accounting firm, a coaching company and, and a handful of other things. But the primary focus right now is our vascular clinics. Um, so I've got four vascular clinics that we're focused on with uh, interventional cardiology um, and, and peripheral treatments. Um, that's kind of right now. Can you have these businesses if you're not a leader? Like you have, you have mm-hmm. to have like, some sort of leadership qualities to do that. And I think people have seen that because you were talking about even in your twenties or like in your youth, your Bishop is saying that, that you have this leadership qualities. That one person you were working for when you were 23 is like, I'm going to make you director of business like yeah. development. It's just like, he must've seen something in you too. It's just like, right. does he see some leadership, some potential or also like you're saying, like that hustle, or that commitment to do something the same every day to start building those habits that are going to create a, yeah. a, a bigger, uh, better outcome in the future. It's right. like, when when in your life did you start like kind of having that those patterns of like, I'm going to start doing these. I'm going to start just like working out. I'm going to eat peanut butter at, at 11 or yeah. whatever. It's just like, <laughs> what's what in your life? Like, because you weren't doing that in high school. No. So it's like, what, changed, what, what made yeah. those changes? What, when did you discover these things? 
Uh, I mean, definitely piece by piece, right? That's usually what it is. It's kind of step by step. But I think, you know, a big part of it is is during trials. Their trials come in, and, and I would say that, that my divorce was one of those. Um, I think that it's that idea that if you're not growing together, you're growing apart. Truly, a, a lot of these things come down to awareness. I think that even as a kid, if somebody's saying, hey, you're a leader, you're this – you don't know. You don't know what it means to be a leader or how to execute any of that. And so in time, I think it just became a spot where I was able to say, okay, somebody said this about me, but why, why? And I was always intrigued. I was always intrigued saying, why do you see me this way? Or, or, you know, I, yeah, I remember talking to Christina about this in high school saying, Hey, what kind of person am I? Am I, am I okay to other people? Am I, am I being nice to people? Even though a lot of times I didn't feel like I was, I didn't know. I didn't know that until later. Um, and I think that most people for lack of a better way of saying this, but they lose their fairy dust. You, you hit college, you hit these things and you're told, this is how it is in the world. This is it. Like no more astronaut, no more this, this, this. And yet I don't feel that way. I, I truly feel like I'm in control of whatever's around me. And, and if, if I can push it as far as I can, I know my skill set. I know what I can do. It's the hardest parts are when you're in a spot where someone doesn't know what they're doing. Um, and usually just like in business, that ends up being a problem is you sit across from somebody that, that said they can do something and you find out otherwise mm-hmm. and you go, Oh crap, that's not, that's not right. <laughs> they didn't tell me, you know, that end of that thing. So no, a lot of that, uh, and again, I feel like I may have gone around a circle there, but it, for me, most things hit in, in the truly part of the LDS mission was a huge part that I wasn't used to structure. My mom was a, well, she the secretary at Edgemont Elementary. And so she was all through school with me and everything, but she was, she was and is such a, an amazing friend to me, but they never pushed me to do anything. I never had to go do anything. I never had a curfew. I didn't have to deal with any of that kind of stuff like most kids. And yet at some point I had, I had to say to myself, well, are you going to govern yourself? Are you going to take care of yourself? And so I don't know, just after, you know, exercising and, and digging into that kind of things and exercise, you have to, you have to be consistent. You yeah. Have right. To be in those spots. You have to have goals and mm-hmm. you're going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And develop metrics and, and KPIs and OKRs and blah, 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 blah. And life, it doesn't happen otherwise. But if you don't have a plan, even within, you know, I hear about so many people struggling in relationships too. Even myself, I've been there, but it's, 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 if you're not aware and you guys don't have goals, that's usually when things get really tough, you know? So and, and I always figure that karma is so real. I almost cussed right there and I decided not to, but, but it is so real that even to a point where I will stop anything that I'm doing just to make something right. Cause it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. That's always true. better be, you know, go the right way. And then you also mentioned like that right now you're, you said you're feeling a little lost. Like, can you expound on that? What do you mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it, the, the, and again, this is kind of just off the top of my head, but I, I'm in a spot where I can go two or three different directions with life. If, you know, probably work wise, not, not, you know, with, with home. Uh, I don't leave that home. I love, I love, I'm so thankful for that, that part of my life. But career wise, it, it can be time that I can make some different jumps, jumps. I can go different pathways. I can, sell out a handful of the places, the things that I'm doing. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm doing a little bit in, in merger and acquisition with some pretty large companies across the country. And, and there's some of them that are saying, Hey, look, you could have a huge payout, go do whatever you want to do. But I have this, uh, probably to a fault, but I just feel like I can never leave any of my people behind. And I don't think I would be in any situations, but just enough that, that I have to keep fighting that fight to make sure that these few things work how I want them to. But personally, it's just the day-to-day grind is getting to a point where it sounds strange, but sometimes I don't know how to laugh. I don't know how to go and just be with buddies and hang out and do stuff because I am nonstop. And if I'm not nonstop, I get home. And the only thing that I make sure I have time for is my family. So that it's, it's swim lessons with Kaysen and it's, uh, you know, theater practice with cadence or swimming or basketball and, I just do that, you know? So I think for myself, it's kind of a spot going, well, I think is even funny anymore. What, what I think is, is this, I'm not taking that time. Yeah. You know? I, and I don't, I think, I don't want, I don't think that's uncommon. I think a lot of us are feeling like at this point in life that we are just daily grinding, like mm-hmm. a lot. Right? And I think over the last <laughs> couple of years, 
some people have even been working harder and it's like, I think people are getting burned out and you, we've heard about this great resignation over the last year or so where people are saying like, you know, maybe some of it's not worth it. And I, and I do need to just change my, my whole life completely. Like, and I don't know, I think that's kind of healthy too. Like, I think we hear like all growing up, you hear about like that midlife crisis. You're like, man, that happens to old people, but all of a sudden we're like 35, 36, like in our mid thirties. And a lot of us are like, am I, I've done all these things. I'm supposed to be told like you want to grow up and be successful. So you go to school or you start a business or you do this, you do that. And it's like, am I even doing anything for me? Like, does any of this actually bring me fulfillment? Like I can go make money. I can go do stuff. But at the end of the day, outside of being an awesome dad and husband and showing up for your kids and your family, are you doing things that bring like fulfillment in your life? And I think that, I don't know, we're not super young anymore. (laughs) And it's like, just so like, like Gonzo said, not to like poo poo it, but I think a lot of people are going through, what could I do right now to be happier or more like more fulfilled or have more joy? And I love that the idea is like, I want to take care of the people that got me here too. I don't want to just be like, Hey, thanks. And then, yeah. take a huge pay yeah. payout and then leave. Well, it's a weird thing too, because a lot of times in, in the business world and other worlds, I'm sure, but you're always someone else's enemy. You're always the villain in someone's story. And yet again, going to that, that back to that idea of the micro disciplines. So if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, you're a jug, right? If, if you're reading consistently, you know, whether it be any type of religious text or if it's business books, I, I can't read fiction. I, for some reason, I just can't do it. But now I sit and I, I read really just boring books that are, you know, technical books, but it's, it's stuff that I know will help me when I'm going into things. Um, but then it's, it's all these little things. And again, I, I feel like I answer my own questions sometimes because I do this in my coaching company. This is part of some of the things that we do, but what's incredible about it is you develop those micro disciplines. You, you train your brain, which again, I don't think is something that has come out until more recently with neuroplasticity and things like that. But it's, it's, are you talking positive to yourself? Are you, are you doing those things? Because otherwise you're just a negative person that whines all the time and, and it's bad for your body. And so if it's, Hey, let's do all these micro disciplines so that you can be an active flow state in life. I think that's what it comes down to. Then truly that karma portion of it it is a big deal. But like I said, it, it, it gets to a point, I think for everybody that you get wrapped up in all these other things, but if you're not doing those little disciplines of taking care of your body or, or, you know, whatever it is, you can't really, you, you, even your brain, just, just true brain health, you know, not mental health, but actual, you know, are you eating the right foods for your brain? Are you doing these things? Um, and then just, just the habits of being nice to yourself. I don't think we do that enough, honestly. And I know I don't, I know I don't, I, I've been waking up this last week and I've said it for too many times, but I'm like, I'm old and I'm fat. And my wife's like, you're so dumb. I'm like, no, really. I feel like, awful. The list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went to Eric church last night. If you guys know who it is mm-hmm. and got home at like 1230. I thought I was going to die. I seriously was like, <laughs> I hurt everywhere. We're down like the pit area. I'm like, oh no, 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 I can't do this. I'm too old for, I want to sit in a seat. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> but you know what? I mean, I don't know. I just think we have to enjoy the now we need to enjoy the journey. And I also think like there's time. I don't know. I, I don't feel old. I just, and I, I always hear like people like this person started writing in their sixties and then won all these like for the next decade, won like a hundred awards or whatever on right. it, because of their novels and short stories. It's just like, there's so much time to do like any, I don't remember who was talking, but they're like, Oh, in high school, I should have learned to play an instrument. I'm like, take a lesson. Like, you go, like you're, and we're all young. Like, you want to learn the piano? Yeah. Go take some lessons or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I think there's still time to do. Like, we ob- obviously we need to work and support our families, but we should also like. I, I was talking to my friend. Well, I was talking to John Proof, uh, and we were just saying like, like, I'm not. It's like, I'm just not going to work. I don't want to work my butt off. You know, I just want to work and support my family and then, you know, do things I'd like to do, you know, do yeah. things that, that make me feel good. Well, it's really time, right? It's, it's time that we're all fighting for. It's, it's those angles. And you guys know who Rob Dyrdek is? Mm-hmm. 
no fantasy factory so he was like dc skaters port you know ended up being sponsored really young um he has a really cool podcast too and really what he does is go he goes out and helps you know several different businesses grow and they have all sorts of interesting stuff but you know he set a limit and just said i'm only going to work 30 percent of my time the rest of the time i'm with my family again he's a multimillionaire and, right, and he yeah. worked still after to get there but that time is the commodity it's it's those things that instead of me going to the gym i'm going no this is the time i have them in the morning with my kids this is the time after work I have with them. And right now I just can't do that. And so that idea of times and seasons, it's really what, what you can do. Right. So, but I do believe that there is something that still intrinsically needs to happen. Like you're saying that it's, it's what can I do for that? So then it seems really silly, but I put some on my phone that right now I'm struggling with that part of like, where's the fun part? Where's the, where's the part where I can just sit there and laugh. And so I just turn on random goofy shows that I used to watch or, or YouTube videos and just laugh at people falling off tramps or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> you follow like kids getting hurt on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so what do you think are your big lessons though? I think you're talking about what you call the micro disciplines. micro disciplines. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds like a big, like a big thing that you've learned. Yeah. What do you think are your other big lessons um, in life that you've learned the last 20 years? You know, I, I developed my own personal mission statement. So my mission statement is impact through creation. And I just felt that if I can continuously create things that benefit other people. And so, you know, one of the things through our coaching company uh, that we have is we do dream boards or vision boards or whatever you want to call them. Um, but, but one of the guys that uh, I started a company with, um, he had this, this truck that he wanted and he put on, on his vision board. And I just said, that's now on my vision board to get you that truck. And that's what we did. So I did, we kept developing things and did things together to get to a point where the income we were making into that business, he was able to get that truck. And, and that's the kind of stuff that I felt like I wanted to do for my people out of all my companies. I'm only taking money or, or distribution from a couple of them. And, and the rest of it is I've just put it back in to make sure that the people that are there keep moving forward and the business keeps going forward that's so awesome. they have stability. That's awesome. So it's a big life lesson for me is, is that's the stuff I, I may not be able to take any of the stuff that I have. Like I love my car that I have. I love, you know, things like that. I love my truck. I love my razor. I love camping. We do all sorts of things, but it really comes back to it that I get excited when I see my employees just killing it. To be honest. That's awesome. I love that. Do you have things that you're passionate about outside of outside of business? Like you talk that, about your razor. You talk about camping. Like it sounds like you're doing things to have some fun with your family. Yeah, I mean, the fitness thing was something really passionate for a little while, and I still do. In fact, it's really rare. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, I just want to go work out. Like I just want to do something. I think my body's urging for it. Yeah, we do a ton of camping. Uh, I was big into Jeeps for a long time. As I mentioned a little bit in one of the stories, but built out a bunch of different Jeeps and, and stuff. I just, I think as a kid, I always wanted, like I saw other people with dirt bikes or four wheelers or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want that. We didn't have any money. I mean, constantly yeah. like local religious, you know, members were coming and bringing us food on Thanksgiving and doing stuff to help us. I had no idea that we didn't have anything. Like I just didn't know. My parents were just amazing. Yeah. As it went on, I'm like, I couldn't play sports, so I wanted motors. <laughs> I wanted to be able to go and play and go fast. And so I built out Jeeps. And then, in fact, when I had my shoulder done, I was, a, I was on a YZ450, four-wheeler cut in front of me when I was coming up through a berm. Uh, yanked my shoulder, tore all the tendons and ligaments in my shoulder. Oh, um, and then walked my bike back about a mile to go get surgery from uh, <laughs> from the hospital. It was great. But then it was just, it was the Jeeps. And, and then... Later, I found it was easier to have, you know, the razor. So we have a four C razor and the kids all go. And, and even though we're not like, we're not big dunes people, but we go up the mountains and we bring lunch and we have a couple friends that'll bring their toys. We just go hang out. And it's just, that's the best thing. And, and you actually mentioned earlier, but you know, kind of enjoying that journey. I totally agree with that. But part of the next level of that is say, I enjoy the journey of the people that I'm with. I'm here with those people. That's what makes it a good journey. Right. So. I will spend every dollar I have to give my, that to my kids that they can go out and be with people. They don't need to be on their phones. They don't need to be on an iPad or watching shows all the time, but to go have those, those experiences because I, I didn't. Yeah. You, you mentioned that like networking was a big important thing for you and like 
making connections with people has been a, a very important thing to you. You mm-hmm. you think that you consider that a passion too? Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, it, it, uh, blessing and curse, my wife says, just because she wants me to not talk. Um, but then I have to talk because I want to know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, this guy has an awesome story. Like, I want to know what they're doing. And and so, I, yeah, no, it's it's great. That's, that's the stuff we learn from. You know, all this stuff that's on social media is really hard for me because this is where I start to feel old. Because I, I'm the guy that I'm like, really, do you need to be on your phone? I am, obviously, but it just, I think it's boring. It's so superficial half the time that I'm like, I see something, I'm like, oh, I hope that person's okay. I hope they're doing okay. <laughs> I hope everything's all right. Like, why are they doing that? You know, but I, I just rather connect with somebody. I rather, I mean, that's why, again, why I want to be here. I, I, I have known of you guys, right? I've known of the show. I've been in high school. I don't remember ever having conversations with, with either of you. I hope that is yeah, true, but I, I did. I, so I knew there was connection somewhere, but I don't think I, I, I definitely didn't know that when I was younger, what that was, you know? So that's a big, big lesson for me in life. Sweet. Yeah. Do you feel like, I was just kind of thinking about this, as you said it before, that you had people at a young age that saw something in you, whether they were trying to inspire you to do something more, or they actually saw that in you. Have you, have you seen that in yourself as you've gotten older? Or is it because of these micro disciplines that you've created that? When I look back now, I do. Now I see it that it's like, Oh, and I, I could even say that that is a frustration that now looking back, I'm like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I take care of that person? Or why didn't I, why didn't I push that direction? Um, or, you know, my sisters or my older brother, I'm the youngest of four kids constantly like beat matters into me. And so <laughs> I was trying to be like, you know, that kid that opened the door, did things. And, and maybe I did, maybe I did more than I give myself credit for, but for sure I look back and think, Oh, I, I could have done, I could have done more. I could have done more of the time that I didn't, I didn't do, you know, I know a few other people on the podcast so far have said, I wish I would have done, you know, more things in school and been a part of things. I was too scared. I was way too scared. Like my daughter got up to go do this, uh, play. So she's doing like the first, you know, preliminary, uh, yeah, like a dress rehearsal, dress rehearsal right. And I would have never done that ever. Not a chance. I would have stepped in front of people, you know, now like I've spoken in front of hundreds of people. I've been in, you know, situations like that, that, you know, are, are very different, but at the time, no way. I wouldn't want to be in front of anybody back then, you know, and teacher would call you and it's like, Oh no, don't talk to me. I don't know the answer. I have no idea. You know? So no, I, I, you know, I, I wish that I would have had more of that. And, 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 I, and I've heard a few times, the last few times on the show that you guys have that it's, it's, Oh, I wish I would talk to that person more. Like I think it was Bradley, Brad, right? Brad yeah, yeah, yeah. was like his, a lot of things. He, I remember him being the nicest kid. I don't remember anything about him. You know, I think he's saying, Oh yeah, I'm apologizing to people. I'm going, I thought you were super nice. Like you always had the puppy shells on the pop collar. Like, he's a nice kid. I thought he was great. Like I didn't know any different. And, but, but I don't know how people saw me. I really, I really don't. In fact, that was a huge, that was a big nerve wracking thing for me is it like, feel like I probably could have been nicer, but I don't even know if I knew how. And I don't think I was rude to people. I just don't think I was nice. I don't think I reached out or talked to anybody like that. and I think that's pretty common I know I feel like that too it's like oh I should have been nicer I should have been more inclusive yeah I think about that so and I think that kind of leads into uh, into like the beef and I think that's honestly that's why I kind of like to do it it's just like I want someone to be like Gonzo, you were such an idiot. Like, <laughs> I'm really sorry. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. You know, and you know, the thing is, I, I will say that throughout the show, hearing people's stories so far, sometimes I wonder if there was something different in the water at our school because there seems to be, even though there was issues, there was things. Everybody seems pretty decent, even if you run into the kids that are super rough. They seem to be pretty awesome now. I could be yeah, wrong I think though. For the most part. I, I'd agree there were clicks, like everyone says there were clicks, but I think there were pretty open clicks. Like people yeah. were were still, for the most part, as as I remember them, um, as everybody being pretty polite and nice yeah. to each other, pretty yeah. open. I just I even remember like the special needs kids, like were always part of like the the main population mm-hmm. of the school. They weren't like ostracized or things like that. It just. Yeah. Um, I have pretty positive memories when it comes there, to that. There's this little guy that was in that program uh, that was, uh, I, I can't remember, uh, Sister Maya that was in the seminary building. She grabbed me one day and said, hey, will you you'll be kind of this mentor to this little guy? And and I and it's terrible because I can't remember his name, but he had a special you know disorder that, that uh, 
he was really, really small. But one day I had a Buccaneers jersey on and he wanted it and I gave it to him and he wore it for the next like year and a half. And, and like his mom called and was like, Hey, he won't take it off. I'm like, sorry. I have to watch it while it's on him. I don't know if he likes it. Like, let him like it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the clicks were there and I just wasn't right yeah. enough to see him. Right. I think that from what I've talked to other people, cause I tell people like, yeah, I do this podcast. It's really awesome. You should listen to it. <laughs> and they don't care. <laughs> but I, I feel like our class was different. Like a lot of people hated high school and they're like, I would never want to fill in the blank, whatever. Like they don't want to have anything to do with high school. They hated it. It was a horrible experience. I'm sure there's people in our class that had that experience, right. but it feels like, it feels like people were not that I knew everybody, but it just seems like there was a lot of people that were friendly or at least it was an open click. Like you said, like people were kind of coming and going all over the place and there wasn't a ton of people that hated each other. Yeah. And I think that the, I don't know. The more people I talk to, it feels like that actually is a lot more unique, our particular experience. And I think people have alluded to like Aaron Perry dying. It's like that, that happened. And I feel like that was like a, like, at least it was a people at Eastmont, but he just knew a lot of people anyway. And I was, it was a big unifying thing, like a shared experience that most people don't really go through. Like, I don't know. Nowadays you have, you hear about kids in high school that are committing suicide and doing all these Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a lot different. I'm glad that we were able to go like before social media. Yeah. Do you so, think it's just because we were, our, our, we were so narrow, like in what we could see, you know, at the time. And, and I'm not sure if that's the right way to say that, but I just think I look at that as a whole and our, our perception of what that person was, right. Is what really ranked. I said that about, you know, Bradley Pyle about how he was that way. But even on when he's talking, he's going, no, I was this nerd and I didn't have any friends and you know, all these different things and, and stuff. I'm like, no, you weren't, dude. Like, I was four eyes. It was like 100 pounds. Don't tell me that. <laughs> that you, that's what it was. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Like, naive to it. It's like, there's things happening that we didn't see. And I, I think that's another common theme is we only saw at school what people wanted us to see. Like, I never yeah. saw, like... That's the, the real Facebook. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I never saw what, you know, what BJ was going through. I never saw what Chad was going through. I never mm-hmm. saw some of these struggles that people have been open about. And it was just more like, I don't know, like that person shows up at the school and they just make funny jokes. And it's like, I love seeing that person <laughs> at school, not knowing that life yeah. kind of sucks. I mean, and you don't realize, like you said, people are showing up, bringing food for Thanksgiving. You don't, as a kid, you don't think anything of it. And you can look back as an adult, like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It didn't even, that's what this meant. Actually. This is, yeah. that's what that really was. That's what they were doing. It's like, they only do that for a couple of families yeah. in the world. It's not like, <laughs> it's win? not like everybody's getting Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. And I, and I, you know, it's, it's, it has been fun listening to this to you. And, and because as I heard most of those things that, that people talked about, I did go through personally, you know, I just think that, you know, one of the phrases my mom would use is look to the future with hope. And so as I had that, that's kind of just what I did all the time. Fake it how you make it and look to the future with hope were staples for me. And so I just figured that everything was going to be okay one way or even if it hurt. And that's kind of how it's been. And, and so, you know, I'll have meetings now and I'll walk out and, you know, I'll have somebody that's with me and I'll say, oh my gosh, how did you just deal with that? And I'm like, oh, I've been with their worst. Like, it's just if you're not grateful, <laughs> never satisfied, always grateful, you know. Like so that. do we have any beef? If I could remember, I would tell you. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I That's struggled with that. That's why you blocked them? Yeah, <laughs> I blocked them. Like, oh, I shut that off. Um, you know, no, I I tried to think back on that because I know there were times and, and things that, I think there was even a dance that, that maybe there was supposed to be a group that I was supposed to go with you guys. Um, I really don't remember. I, I wish that I did, but, and I really just wanted to call you guys on something, but, but no, I, I really don't. I, I don't think so. If something ever pops up, you let me know. I'll yeah, what about me? I, I feel like, again, I know you guys are interviewing me, but I want to hear about you guys. <sighs> I don't have any beef. <sighs> Same. It's like, I want to make up something that like, sounds really good, <laughs> but I don't I don't have any, like, no. no. Yeah, you, you could just make him apologize. He says he, his memory is horrible. And you're like, <laughs> that time you that pants you- me during gym? <laughs> yeah. and then- Everybody saw it. <laughs> I hated that so much. <laughs> no, I don't. I would say that I'm I'm grateful that you listen. I'm grateful that you called out Duper and it's like, hey man, you should like go be on this show. You you do great. <laughs> and then he finds out that you hadn't even been on. You know? <laughs> we started listening, and I'm like, hey, you should do this. He's like, why would you want me to do it? I'm an introvert. I'm like, exactly. You should go do it, man. <laughs> go try it out. <laughs> Break out of your shell. Go do yeah. it. Why well, try? I think I told you guys, I, I was planning on starting a podcast. I actually bought all this stuff to do it. 
and I haven't done it yet, but I kept trying to get him to do it with me. And I was like, hey, let's do this podcast. He's like, I don't think I want people to hear me. <laughs> you know? So then when he came, I was like, oh, you punk. I'm like, Jesus, can't believe yeah, you did it. So is that still, I mean, you bought still the stuff. The is it still in the works? Or yeah. Is it going to happen? I think so. I mean, this is not a plug because I don't even know how I'm going to do it, but like, it's called the Wayward Podcast. The whole idea is it's, is I feel like that Wayward Son is no longer that one that's out like going, doing mischief. It's now the person that actually has morals. It's the people that are like, doing good all the time, trying to be better people that are the minority. You don't see it anymore. That's the true, in my opinion, the wayward sign. And then plus I like the song, the old school song. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, I've got your intro. It's yeah. like, carry on yeah. my wayward son. <laughs> that's, so that's so good. Can I take that recording for my Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. This is Kansas. Add it to the karaoke list. We can't, cl- we can't claim that, though. They'll, they'll charge us for that. So. It, I think that, that was, was like though. four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> they put it like... As made famous, it's <laughs> perfect. I, I think if you sing something with no music in the background, it, it, totally it'll fun. never like they no might, algorithm would ever catch me singing. They might not even recognize the song at all. <laughs> like, this is an original audio. All the notes don't don't even what fit. The accent? Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> no, I like it. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll really be. I'll be looking for. It. I'm excited. Yeah, no, thank you. And like I said, I don't, I don't even know if that'll happen. And I'd rather gear towards some of the business stuff. But I just appreciate you guys. I, I know it's a strange thing, but it, it, these things are amazing. It's amazing to have these connections because people don't have conversations anymore. And and this is a huge thing that I think there are a lot of people that are at home listening, even if they don't want to be on the show or they, they you know, like me. Again, time has been a struggle, obviously. But when stuff pops up, I'm like, oh, I, I don't know anything about that person. Like, uh, the last one I listened to was, was, uh, Raffi. Um, I know nothing. I remember seeing her, nothing about it. So then I listened, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, cool. That's awesome. She's one of the best people you could ever talk to. She's awesome. Yeah. And her baby, super cute. <laughs> Love it. It's all about the kiddos. Oh, <laughs> I will, I will watch Raffi's baby just crawling around. Like she posts a video on the internet. I'm like, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> Life will stop right now. Yeah. You can watch this video. <laughs> Yeah, same with like when Lisa posts something like her kids are getting big. It's like seeing them the triplets. It's the cutest videos. I'm like gonna watch some of this. So uplifting, uplifting social media there. Yeah, that's the positive stuff. Yeah. That's the yeah. good stuff. So what can I do for you guys? I want to know like what you want to promote. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be. A, it, ha- it doesn't have to be a business thing like business related promote. But what would you want like the listeners to like? No, from you. Like it mm-hmm. can be business related. But it like, can what, be. It can, yeah, you if you want, want to promote sure. advanced vein vascular centers, that's totally <laughs> cool. Or the name of your accounting firm, or the sure. any of the other places. You know, uh, just the fact that we're able to talk and that people will hear this. If truly one thing that for a long time that, that maybe I've fallen out of, maybe this is why, maybe this is why I feel a little bit lost in things. Is for a long time, I would do this thing where if someone popped in my head. I would just message him no matter what I always did it. Like, and I think that just became part of that network networking part where people would be like, I feel like we're best friends. And I'm like, we are like, you call me, I'll take care of you. Like I promise like there's nothing better than that. So if I would say to anybody, a mom at home, dad at work, a wife at work, your kids teach them as soon as they think of somebody call them. It's just worth it. You know what? So, yeah, like, I love that. Cody Draper mentioned, like, he, I don't think he's working from home anymore, but when he did his episode, he's like, I used to, like, drive, like, an hour to work, and on the way home, I just, like, scroll through my phone, and then I pick someone and call him. Awesome. I've actually been doing that, like, and, you know, I'll just call somebody up on my drive, and I'm like, hey, you, you got a few minutes to chat, and we're like, sometimes, like, like, I, I don't have anything. It's like, what's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want to talk about something? Yeah. And it's, you know, 30 minutes or something on the drive and we've been chit-chatting. It's been really nice. It's Even a if nice it's a text, interview. right? Even if it's a text, just be like, oh, I just thought about you. I have no idea why, but I hope you're good. Yeah, like, hey, I'm thinking yeah. about you. You, yeah. know? you just don't know. You just, you just don't know. And there, there's enough people out there that I think that is lost that we're so focused on how we can be portrayed or how we need to be seen on social media or whatever else. Sometimes I look back at my social stuff. I'm like, Oh, you're an idiot, dude. Why did you even put that on? There? Like <laughs> you probably think you're such a jerk, you know, but no, I, I, I think it's just, Things are exciting, so you post them. But but truly, I I could think of most people that you know do that same thing to me. 
I love it. I, I think it's amazing to be like, oh, why would you even think about me? Like, that's well, really to nice. be thought of, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. It, fe- it feels good. It feels good to, to, to know that somebody was thinking about yeah. you. In fact, it's funny. I was rereading one of the books that, that I, I is one of my favorites. And as I, I wrote on the front page, the greatest form of respect is remembrance. And I thought, oh, yeah, no, that's that's got to be the key, right? That's the key is just you remember somebody. And so then I get called out on podcasts that I tell people <laughs> they should go on. <laughs> I'm still waiting for Gonzo to call me on his drive home. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I know I've done it a couple of times already. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I love that advice. I love I love that. Yeah. No, it, it will change anybody, and especially, I think, with kids. I think if kids can get that, like I think about my daughter, and, and I would say she may not get this, but her teachers each year will say, all the other, all the other kids love to be around you. Like they all want to, they want to be, you know, you're there, you want to help them. And I think, gosh, that's just, that's, I think that's where I've gotten in different parts of life is just because I'm, I'm going to help you. Even if, even if sometimes it hurts me, you know, but if you can teach kids that right now, oh. well, you know what? Like we have parent teacher conference. I don't ask. She'll tell me like, Oh, the readings are cool or whatever. I always just ask my, the teacher, she's like, is she kind, you know, yeah. is she inclusive to other kids? And that's really what's important to me. It's like that to raise kind people. It's like yeah. all the other stuff is going to come like yeah. the math. She'll figure it out or I'll help her. You know, yeah. it's just like, we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah. it's like, I'm, I want them to be kind. I want them to be inclusive and friendly and, I don't know. So far, the, the teachers have said they are. So it's like, great. <laughs> yeah. My but, kids, I mean, teachers I don't say that about their math. Like, they bring up math. I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't do that here. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, it's like, who cares about that? It's just like, I don't remember who said it. Uh, it was Merritt. He's like, I have a calculator in my pocket all the time. Just like, <laughs> that. It's like the math teacher said, you n- you're never going to have a calculator on you all the time. It's like, I do. Yeah. I just asked my accountant. I'm like, Hey, do you do this? Right. <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's like embracing kind people. I think this yeah. is the most important. Definitely. No. And, and, you know, again, just, I don't need a sponsor or anything. You know what I mean? I, there, there's nothing promote wise. Because the hope is, is that in conversations, somebody will go, oh yeah, why, why did you do that, or what, what is it that, that's happened here? And, and I have had random people reach out to me and be like, "You used to be skinny, now you're not," or, or <laughs> "I have this business, or this, or what do I do, or how do I start uh, this?" Tell me about your pecs. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's a little dance that I do. No, 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 not at all. Like Terry Crews light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Light. Oh, uh, edit that out. <laughs> Terry Crews heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Chad, and thank you yes. for coming over. I really appreciate it. It's been it's been really fun. Yeah, uh, and me. let's stay in in, in touch. No, let's keep chatting. Yeah, I hear about all these barbecues and stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love so like, yeah, we I haven't done it, but we're gonna. I, I think Elena said this month even. So like, okay, we'll put it on the schedule. Every bring I'll reach smoker, out. I'll bring my and then, and just like, she lives in White City, so you're close. Yeah, yeah, love it. That's great. Yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Truly. It's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Hey, Steve. We just got done talking to Chad. What are your thoughts? I'm really glad he came over. I'm glad that he wanted to do an interview with us. Like, It was awesome. I really appreciated it. And I appreciated our conversation like before and after. Like, He's just a, he's just a cool dude. He's a solid dude. Yeah. I, I loved that advice at the very end. Like if, I don't know, he talked about a lot of different things, but I loved the advice at the end of like, if you're thinking about someone, just like reach out and just say, Hey, I'm thinking of you because I used to be like a lot like that too. Like, and it was like with friends, moms, like if I thought about it, like, oh, I'm driving to Josue's house, I'm just going to go say hi to his mom. And I just think of myself, like when I have people randomly reach out to me that I don't usually talk to just because they're thinking of me. Like 10 out of 10 times, like it, it makes me feel really good just to be thought about. And so I, I loved that. I'm going to do it. It was great. And, and he is so cool. He brought us some like mugs. He gave us some swag from his businesses. He brought us some snacks. Now, Chad is a solid, really nice guy. And I, I did appreciate our conversations like before and after as well. And it was something he said that like, the little things that you do like will build 
those habits to like good things happening. Like the micro disciplines. Micro disciplines was like a cool thing that like I had never heard that term before. I thought that was really insightful. And then I I don't know whether or not this was during or or after, but he he said, "Hey, like just go do the basics." You know, the basics of human interaction of like niceties of just being a basic good person it's like if you're covering your bases you're doing good and i i love that font i, I thought that was great you know i i appreciate it we're gonna i want to keep in touch with them i want to keep uh, chatting so i'm really glad and i and i was happy he came over i love when people come over yeah i love that you brought that up because i kept thinking and i'm trying to think of the exact phrase but basically like people that do those those micro disciplines are the people that put in the effort and create just habits almost to the point where it's like you don't even think twice about it. it's like you like he talked about like waking up at 11 and eating peanut butter two o'clock and having peanut a, butter, like, yeah a or spoonful. was it two in the morning or something it's like i'm having a meal at two in the morning getting up before and like meal prepping and then hitting the gym or stuff yeah, like, and it's like he's doing like the mark Wahlberg schedule well, it's, <laughs> yeah, and it's like you do that every single day like it, i'm sure and he's talking about how he did it for years it, he didn't, it took zero brain energy because he put the work in and it just yeah. became a total habit for him. And the saying I'm trying to think of is like, the people that work hard are always lucky. It's like, luck doesn't just hit people. It's like he put himself in a position to be successful and do certain things way before the luck actually hit. Yeah. And I think that the people that are prepared, they're lucky a lot more often because they've done these micro disciplines they've done these things and i love that he says that your micro disciplines create a flow to macro disciplines or whatever like you you get like you know one thing leads to another and you just and i loved his positive affirmations too it's like i think he's right a lot of times we can be like yeah i'm pretty awesome but you know i could have done this and this and this and it's easy to point out our flaws but just being more positive and talking to ourselves in a more positive way. I think that's something I could do better. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm super negative, but I feel like I could absolutely like start writing on my mirror. Like Steve, you're so awesome. And just like talking to myself. You do. More I'm always negative to myself. It's like, I do. <laughs> I feel like I, I'm kind of like talk negatively about myself. I'm going to be like, Gonzo, you're all right. <laughs> I'm going to start texting you like every day. Like, tell you one thing I love about you every day. It uh-huh. might be the same thing. <laughs> but I'll tell you every day. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. So I loved it. I'm glad he came over. If anyone out there is listening, if you want to be on the show, if you've been on the show before, like we'd love to chat with you and, and get to know you better and just dig deep. So you can reach out Jordan high, 2004 podcast at gmail.com or shoot me and Gonzo a message or email or text, whatever. Thank you. Bye. Bye.